Welcome back to Ebb and Flow Radio. My name is Stephen Jaggers and I'm your host. Today we drop in all things human design with a buddy of mine, Brad Zayak. And uh, tune in, let me know if you have any questions. Hit me up on the social media and check it out. Today I'm with a good brother named Brad. He's a local here in Sedona, um, fellow body worker, really embodied, <laughs> embodied brother. Yeah, you and I have that that same theme here going on. Exactly. Yeah. So I actually got a, a, a human design reading from Brad yesterday. Um, it was a food mapping session, so food specific, um, more on... I guess food for our consciousness, would uh, you say? Yeah. Well, that's the idea is that we're, we're here to feed our consciousness and human design gives us some very specific tools on how to look at that and what that means for each individual person. Yeah. Okay. So let's, for the people that don't know, let's drop into human design sure. just as a system. Yeah. Should I just riff? Should I just a go for super, it? It's a super in-depth system, um, yeah. astrologically based Let's have, let's have you go in on Sure, yeah. Human design is <clears throat> the science of differentiation. It's, it's a map of your uniqueness. And it's not only is it, does it describe how your life might unfold and the themes that you're here to learn from and go through and, and the things that will present for you in this life, but it also <laughs> provides us a very specific framework for the act and the practice of embodiment. Like, how do we become more of ourselves? And that's the most interesting part to me is like uh, things like strategy and authority, these basic things that show up first thing you t- first time you look at a chart, first thing you see a strategy and authority. And that's because those are the most important things that are the actual process, what you do to experience more of what you're here to experience, right? And it has a bit of spiritual twinges to it, right? Where... Uh, a lot of people in the spiritual community um, and even outside the spiritual community are really interested in it. And especially it's really picking up a lot of momentum these days. I see it. I see it picking up a ton of momentum in the business sphere, like exactly. helping people understand what, you know, people's strengths and weaknesses are mm-hmm. from a business standpoint, yeah. you know, more of a self-discovery tool to understand better, you know, just what your default settings are. Yeah. And Energy how- dynamics, right? Cause we're here to work together. Right. And if we can, really honor our specific roles, like allow our strengths to, you know, have the right space and and context for our strengths to come out, then just with the way the universe works, there's a magnetism and an organization that allows for all of the support to come in to facilitate, you know, so a person with these gifts doesn't have to do all of that, right? If we just be ourselves, then we're aligned to the life that is right for us. And so in a business context, that makes a lot of sense. You find out, okay, you know, who's supposed to be the accountant, who's supposed to be the manager, who's supposed to be, you know, the salesperson. It's right? such an interesting topic. And I think a lot of people get triggered by this perhaps, oh, really? but I think it's amazing that it actually shows that people are different. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we, uh, well, like we have significant differences on how we operate. And not everybody's the same. We're not all homogenized. Right. Um, so that is one thing that it really picks apart is that we are... Well, this conditioning field we live in, you know, the the sea of information that we're constantly bathed in, not only like through our talking to people and being with people, but also from the stars and from the sky. 
and from the plants and from the animals and from just time moving, from energy releasing. There's so much happening that it seems like we're, it, um, you know, there's a big illusion that we have control of what's happening here, right? That we have yeah. some sort of sense of what's going on. But in reality, this is just a game of locking into, um, like you said, our difference, right? And so it's this fundamental shift of, okay, how do we stop trying to improve ourselves necessarily um, or do things that will change us or do things that will be different? And how do we um, take that same kind of will to be alive, the energy behind that, and we just allow that to fall into our true nature in the expansion of the gifts that we already are? Yeah, we double down on our strengths. Big time, right? And it's and, and find out what you're here to shine. And then what happens when you're in that role? Oh, angels sing, right? It's just yeah, a beautiful you're not experience. Like going against the grain anymore. Right, or right. You're, you're in up. the grain. You're like with the groove. You are the groove. You are the universe working. It's a really beautiful feeling, right? So how does one receive their you know, their signature or their human design. Like it is, you know, based on the planet's sure. planetary alignment sure. when you are born or when That's you right. Are well, we're the juxtaposition of two forces. We're the space between our mind and our body, basically, right? So if you look at your human design chart, you go online, you get a free chart. Um, you look and on the left side, you'll see the red stuff. That's your body, right? Those are the themes that describe your form, you know. Your physicality. Your physicality right? And how your physicality is designed to interact with the environment also. And on the right side, we see the mind, right? That's your consciousness. It's your awareness or your, you know, your, your mind energy. And so that's, you know, who you think you are, your personality, what kind of gets expressed through you. And those are all the themes that describe that. And what those come from is that, you know, the more, the moment you take your first breath, right? Is that moment you're imprinted with the background frequency in the sky, and that's that's what creates your mind. And what I've heard is like, okay, so it's it's your first inspiration, right? So you're taking yeah. in like inspiring or yeah. taking in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So you breathe in that first breath, and, and that have- imprints you. Like we insp- we inspire our imprint in that first moment, and it's also tied in. This is another interesting thing that kind of human design also points a lot at cosmology and how this whole structure is made and that the the mind the mind uh, imprint inspiration of our personality happens at the moment you're born but the body imprint happens 88 degrees of the sun before you're born right okay yeah so about three (laughs) about three months ish right so three months before you're born yes that's when your body is where your design crystal comes into being right where it gets imprinted right uh, and design crystal is your body, basically. Okay. Yeah, because it's, so it's, about, it's about crystals, right? Yeah, we are crystalline beings. <laughs> exactly, right. So it's this interesting, and if you look at the wheel like an astrological wheel, it makes almost almost a 90-degree angle, right? But it's not quite a 90-degree angle, right? 88 degrees. And that's slight... Per 12 signs or per... Like if you think of a circle house, their circle is 360 degrees. Okay. So 88 degrees is going to be about... Well, one quarter of that. So that's the difference between your sun and your, or your uh, unconscious and unconscious activation. And it creates this dynamic tension. Like if it were 90 degrees, Ooh, there would be no like life, right? Yeah. But 
you know, because there's this tension, that tension creates energy of motion, right? Mm. And that's why life's a little bit uncomfortable, right? We need that dynamic. We need that to move. It causes us to move and experience and change. If it were 90, it would be stale and stagnant. It would be a world of ice, right? Exactly. It would be frozen. You know what's a trip is that it's reminding me, you know, you're saying that we're crystalline beings Mm. and water is obviously like Mm. living liquid crystal yeah. which you know that may sound a little woo to people but literally well, science now that's there is all, science behind yeah, all, it all yeah. talking about this now like yeah. if our the only reason we're alive is because there is liquid liquid water mm-hmm. on our planet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know if our planet was moved a little bit to the left we would be like a <laughs> centimeter a moon or something yeah or, we'd be gas yeah. we'd be all you know water mm-hmm. can take the three stages so we'd be either gas or we'd be either solid you know yeah. we'd be ice or gas but from 32 degrees to what 212 or something like that that little sliver of perfection uh-huh. yeah that is that is why we have liquid water and that's why everything's living on this planet so it, yeah. it reminds me of the that's why, yeah that's why we have dynamic <laughs> that's why we have hot pockets exactly yeah. what a because all of our civilization yeah came design. to to bring that into being right what Some uh what what human design authority do you think created that <laughs> <laughs> that feels if i just tune into that that feels like a bit of um avoiding truth some sort of trying to prove some stuff <laughs> yes yeah, we see some open heart center there yeah. okay let's get back on topic here <laughs> So everybody, you know, has their specific design that, you know, their physicality and their, and their mental, you know, would you say that's kind of more of like their internal and external world or, you know, it can be kind of like that. Um, it's the duality. of Yeah. It's about duality of consciousness. Right. And that's one of the biggest things, you know, in Sedona, everyone's talking about oneness or, I mean, you know, in spiritual community, everyone talks about oneness and like oneness is great, but we're, One, this is so great, but we're here to be in duality, right? We're here to fully experience that tension that comes from the illusion of our separateness, right? So that feeling of being disconnected, like that feeling of being separate Mm. from God is what creates friction. Yeah, friction, right? Body against body. Generates heat, right? (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) It's inherently sexual, right? We talk about sexual center. Yeah, when we get into that. It's magnetics. It's magnetics, big time. That's the thing. Water and magnetism and light, those three forces acting together, Mm. right, is what creates the ability for life to exist. What a beautiful existence we have. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. And to have it so, like... I, to look more into the the depths, I mean, because I'm I nerd out like I'm a physics nerd and yeah. math nerd and all this stuff. So when I when I dive into human design, I'm absorbing all the patterns and and all the consciousness, and I'm seeing like, holy shit! Like, oh, are we supposed to curse on this? Because it is a science. It is a science. I mean, it's a very uh, different kind of science that's um, so complex or so. Um, it's so well what it is is it's not mental right it's it just is the program a lot of science is born of mind right yes but this was straight downloaded like it was just boom like brought into this world and created and this is profound to me the entire system was brought into our collective by one dude right like this is totally beyond human right this is not human made i know it's called human design but it was not made by humans uh, one person could not create the vastness and the precise, the precision, the accuracy of this kind of. It was that person acting Ra. as the antenna. Yeah, 
that received the information. And would you would you say this is like the mathematical equation for each person, or like they're kind of they're it's, like mathematics? It's mathematics beyond what we understand as mathematics, okay, right? Uh, maybe maybe we could think about it as programming, right? It it sets like oh here are the ones and zeros, or it's really one to six, right? We see that the the universe programs in threes and sixes and nines, mm-hmm. right? With hexagrams and trigrams, so everything in the human design is kind of you know all the lines. There's six lines, six colors, six tones, and then that juxtaposition again is what. Um, you know, and we can map it under sacred geometry stuff like uh, 64 star tetrahedron structures and like how, and then the personality and design crystals of consciousness. Basically, how the light moves and bounces through your crystal is what makes your entire life, right? And it looks, I mean, because it's so, you know, because we're at a certain level of the development of consciousness, we get to see the, you know, the beautiful trees and then, you know, you know, we we get yeah. to make we get to see Star Wars movies, right? We get to see <laughs> we get to enjoy yummy food, and all of all of it is sacred. All of it is holy, right? There's no there's nothing that isn't part mm. of the beautiful unfoldments, right? We don't need to make more 100%. separation of like, oh, this is spiritual, but if you oh, but if there's sex involved, it's not spiritual, right? It's like, well, no, that is the most. Spiritual. It's f- the fundamental motion of. I mean, we talk about generators. Two thirds of the population. It's and rooted in sexual energy. We see that life force, that life moves through sexual energy, right? Let's let's just get into a little bit about the different types of sure. people or the yeah. different types of designs. Yeah. Um, because when you you know when you receive your or when you look up your chart, yeah. you know you're going to get a type and an authority, right? And then there's a bunch more information. Yeah. But that's probably the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you could delve into that. Yeah, like when you get your first chart, you'll see type, you'll see um, strategy, which are kind of the, they're linked. Type and strategy are are linked. You'll see authority. You'll see your incarnation cross and your profile, and also your not self theme. Usually, mm-hmm. those are kind of the basic things. So, right, we'll get Bitterness. into that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, it's funny. Know, it's, yeah, it's funny when people hear they're not self theme. They're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, so oh, the okay. not self theme is what happens when you are not living your yeah when you're out of your groove when you're not in your when you're not in your goodness you know not like good is a good sense of bad but like that juiciness that's you like that yumminess you know yeah. um, so type yeah there's um, there's fundamentally I'll say people say four or five types because manifesting generator and generator some people say that they're different but raw is like the original founder is like there's four body types right. Mm-hmm. Generator, I'm doing this in order of um, commonness, right? Generator, yeah. uh, projector, manifester, and reflector. So we see that this structure of our um, human population is people fall into one of those four categories. Mm-hmm. And if we're just to give a general sort of feel of what each of their roles are, right? And when we talk about uniqueness, it's not about people being able to do whatever they want. It's like, oh, we have a role that we're here to play. So generators are the builders, right? They do the heavy lifting. They make stuff happen. They generate the life force. They generate the field, right? They make life. Projectors see and guide and manage uh, the generators and manifestors to a degree. So natural sort of leadership potential within projectors. Guide, teacher. Yeah, teacher, big time. So the, the main difference between them is like, I know it's a motor. Yeah, it's a sacral, 
it's, it's a sacral game, right? There's nine, nine energy centers total, and it's the sacral that is kind of the determining factor. If you're a generator, that means you have the sacral defined. And that, that means that there's a consistent and reliable way in which your life force responds to life, right? Which your life force, your body, your physicality responds to life. Now, uh, people think that they see an open center, they think something's missing or something's wrong. And that's not at all the case. What that means is that there's just more of an availability of experience for you right? Your groove is a little bit wider in that area where you can, you can go as a projector, you have an open sacral. That means you can go and explore a wide variety of life force themes. And inherent in that is the ability to become really knowledgeable and wise and clear about the nature of life force energy, right? So for instance, Ra, Ra Uruhu, the founder of human design, he had a totally open sacral, Right, he's a manifester. Yeah. So designed to be very wise about the nature of life, and this is what that means. So when you have definition, it's a very narrow window. So where you see defined centers in your chart, that means you're a very limited and tiny little sliver of life that is you, right? Mm. And to lock into that is just so beautiful. It's yeah. Incredible. You have a specific, a very specific role. Okay. I did the math the other day. You saw this. It's like, yeah. it's like some, it's on the order of like fifty zeros after it. Uh, the number of possible body f- types, body forms. Wow. Doing all the math of what human design uh, is showing us. So, you're a very unique being, and it's nice just to be unique, right? Rather than trying to be better or mm. different or the same. Our uniqueness makes for such a beautiful world. We're all snowflakes, man. This is what yeah. we're here to do, and this—I mean—that's that's the magic of it. God, yeah. I—I I get a little triggered just from the spiritual community saying we're all one. And ah. Like that is—I mean—that is the theme. We are obviously all connected, yeah. but it is our our separate differences that make well, this such a beautiful symphony of life. You know, when we can all play our part in tune with the whole, you know, having the perspective, the holistic perspective, um, but then honoring, you know, that we all are different. Well, maybe we can look at this whole we are one thing for a moment because you can feel it if we tune in and say, someone who says, oh, we're all one, they're they're saying that because, you know, I mean, if we just tune into the feelings of it, there's a lot of fear in that, right? They don't want to stand out, right? They don't want to take responsibility for being different or they don't mm. want to show themselves right maybe there's a hiding energy to it there's yeah. there's fear there's there could be shame guilt right all of that is is hidden behind this idea that we are all one so i mean it's a nice it's a nice concept to have right and it is true i mean it is true there is a oneness field uh but when we talk about embracing like can we be aware of our oneness and aware of the importance mm. of our uniqueness at the same time, right? Right? Let's be in both. That is the specialized focal vision and then the peripheral as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, we talk, that's a human design thing is too, is what mm-hmm. are you designed to be more focused or peripheral? But I think we all have the capacity to kind of have our heart with God, with the totality, and fully and bringing that all the way through our form and our uniqueness and our, and our, pers- and our unique perspective in this life. Mm-hmm. So I think that if we can just fully step into owning who we are, then 
I mean, then what happens is you start to face all of this shit, you know, you face all that conditioning. And that's the real reason people are just basking in that oneness because it's comfortable to be like, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to change this habit because everything's perfect, right? I don't have to change who it's I the am. Bypassing. Yeah, it's spiritual yeah. bypassing, big time, right? But if we're starting to be really honest with ourselves, it's like, okay, well, you know, that's not me, right? It's not that, mm. you know, that how I behaved was wrong or bad. It's that I was learning what's not me. Yeah. And we, it's a it's a painful process, challenging process to go through the visceral feeling of going through what is not you, right? Because it affects you viscerally and feel and with a feeling sense, and it hurts, right? It's challenging, right? And then when you discover yourself, it's amazing, right? It's a sense of the yeah, magnitudes of amazing, up. right? Um, but I want to I want to deny it, or, or I just want to really emphasize that this is not mental it's a body thing right mm. and that's what makes it permanent right that that's what makes it not something that requires willpower or discipline to maintain when you really feel your way through an emotional wave and you arrive to that point of clarity you are a different person right your physiology is your, responding exactly your physiology your immune system exactly nervous system the kidneys yeah, yeah the heart the lungs all of that changes when thing. we feel our way through things uh, so that's what embodiment's all about right it's going going from thinking about life to really just feeling it right yeah so we we went over generators and projectors oh yeah Let's continue. On yeah, the and so this whole the world thing is really a generator projector game, right? That's it's it's the vast majority ninety two percent ish ninety one percent of the population falls into one of those two categories, and it's really this game of generators making making stuff and projectors helping them be efficient about it, right? And teaching them and bringing us amazing information, their perspectives. And then the, what's interesting about the manifester and reflectors is that they have a really sort of unique role. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a small percentage. Manifestors, 8% of the population. They're here to be very independent, right? Mm. Their, their theme is all about impact and making a mark, right? They're not here to necessarily, uh, they're not like generators where they're not here to do like a bunch of work necessarily. They're here to have an impact, right? And one of the things that you see, uh, like Ra'aruhu, the founder, was a manifester, whoa, boy, did he have an impact on this world, right? Yeah. As one dude, I mean, he of course, he had a ton of help, but he brought this whole system into, it's impacted the collective consciousness, right? So he had an impact, right? But if you hear how he interacted with people, he was not responding to them, right? He was mm-hmm. not with them. He was beaming him his energy, his insights, his knowledge at people. So that's kind of the manifester energy. They're like, boom. It's a straight line. Impact, right? Where generators, it's more kind of like we're playing together and making a field. And uh, out of that, things are brought into fruition and creation. Mm. So that's kind of a way to, to feel it, feel into it. And now if we look at reflectors, this last little sliver of the population, about 1%, 1.5%. Reflectors, um, they're they're kind of here to see how, to reflect how we're doing, right? They're like the barometer, right? They're like a, they're like a mirror, right? They reflect, and mm-hmm. because what defines a reflector is their chart is totally open, it's totally white, all their centers are white, and so there's still specific themes that we could look at their planets that we could look at the activations and see what we could expect for them. But they're here to be tuned in to the program, right? They're here to t- absolute surrender. It's the yinest of all beings, 
Right. Absolute, just being a reflection of the motion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Manifestor is yang yang, right? Mm. Um, Generator is yang yin. Projector is yin yang. And then reflector is yin yin. So that's kind of the four. Interesting. Yeah. If we look at that sort of cosmology, right? And this is very much based in, like, the Chinese run to something with the I Ching and then the Tai Chi and the, you know, greater yang and greater yin so this stuff. human design synthesis it, uh-huh. it, it is a synthesis of multiple different i don't know if, if i would call system? it a synthesis but if it feels like um the structures that certain ancient systems were tapped into were are very relevant to what's what's true for us right now because the thing to understand is that this this became the nine center body graph that we see started in 1781 right so um, before that, we were seven-centered beings, and that's why nine-center versus seven-center chakra, right? Like chakras. So okay. at that transition, basically the solar plexus split off into this, the, the spleen and the solar plexus. It became two, right? And then the heart also split into two, into the heart center and the G center. So there was a splitting of of the energetic structure of our makeup, of, of our you know of our consciousness. And we, and what that did was a fundamental transition in the entire nature of our life. And there's still a lot of momentum and conditioning and ideas from the Saturn times, the Saturn vehicle times. Seven-centered is Saturn, ruled by Saturn, right? Interesting. Yeah, right? So, and it's ruled by Saturn cycle, right? 30 years. Um, but now we're in this nine-centered time with the body graph that you see here. It's where we had the splitting of the solar plexus and the heart chakra, Right. We got two new centers. And with that, you know, we've got our spleen keep giving us a lot more ability to live longer. Right. That's why there's such been such an expansion of people living into their old age. Right. Expansion of technology and and civilization. There's other forces working, obviously, as well. Um, But one of the implications, the reason why I brought this up is that the nine centered being is a Uranian ruled being. And that's the Uranian cycle is 84 years. So that's why life expectancy is around 84 years is because our bodies are designed to live that way. But what happens is people are still living a Saturn kind of life. Um, and then they lose, they lose their consciousness. They, they, they don't, they don't live to the fullness of their life. They kind of live until they're maybe 40 or 50 and then they just kind of wait to die. Right. Wow. I mean, that's yeah. speaking very generally, and a lot of people do not conform to that, right? But if we just look collectively, that's kind of what happens. Like, people retire, and they just kind of hang out, and they die, right? Um, they don't get the fullness of their expression when... They're not alive. They're, they're not, yeah, they're not, li- not yeah, the, yeah, exactly. They're not fully expressing their life force. They're not bringing themselves all the way out. But we see that with the Uranian vehicle, it's not even designed to fully flower until we're 50 years old. This is a much longer, deeper, and slower process that we're in in these forms. So, um, so you're saying I'm not even going to flower until I'm 50 years you're old? Six, you're a 6 too. Yeah, your profile. Whenever you see a 6 <laughs> line in the profile, too, yeah. Shit. Uh, well, and it's like... It's good. Yeah. I'm it not, takes the pressure patient. Off. Right, exactly. It develops mm-hmm. patience. And, of course, it doesn't mean you can't have a good life until then, right? Of course, everything is is building up to that and is feeding that. And you get little pieces and bits and feelings of it. But as far as your the, the, max, the potential of your uniqueness and your awareness, that takes time to develop. It takes the feeding of your experiences of being on this plane and fully experiencing life, 
right? It takes the time to fully experience that in order to develop the depth of your awareness that you can really do what you as a unique being are meant to do, right? And that's, so it's just to take the pressure off of people. Like you don't have to have your life figured out. That's just conditioning from more strategic Saturnian seven centered times. I know that's a bit of a mouthful, but no, that's wow. That's, um, yeah, <laughs> you're a little bit star there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot that's, to take in. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. Well, especially, you know, you're cl- approaching the end of your first Saturn cycle here. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's a very important time and, and you're going through this transition of really, um, it's another phase, right? It's another phase, right? Significant transition. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the Saturn, the completion of the first Saturn cycle and then the Chiron return are how long is the current how long that's the 50 year thing okay okay. yeah so that that brings it's like the three phases of life that's part of the inherent structure of the nine centered being is that there's three phases of life right your first saturn cycle is like your childhood basically right you're just supposed to be here eat well follow your strategy and and play and explore like Mm -hmm. get into what's interesting live your life process your experience 28 to 30 years old right right and then that's when there's a transition and it becomes more about that's when you start to really connect more with the environment and with people that's when connections with people become more Mm. important right so the first 30 years of your life is all about your process and your it's like the infancy the childhood and then we start to mature through the second phase 30 to 50 years old right that's when we really connect to our environment and our surroundings and then the people and this is and then at, at age 50 that's when you really can fully come come back into the world on your own as this uh role model Right? That's the idea. That's the kind of the, the architecture, the theme is to be an embodiment of your uniqueness. But it takes that amount of time to be, you know, to really develop that deeply. And for us, this first kind of generation that's getting exposed to this information, um, honestly, the information is not even really for us, right? We're kind of lost causes, <laughs> yeah. if I'm honest. Right? But imagine if we could design our education system. Bingo. Spot this. on. And raise our children, right? Because it's, so it's so much easier to not mess up someone's life than it is to fix your own life. Kind of. I mean, because ch- children are born perfect. And if we just allow them to flower and honor their individuality, honor their process, they'll become these amazing beings, right? And so this information really is for children. But that's not to say that we can't, um, as the beings that are here now, we can tremendously benefit from it for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Is there, is there anything specific that you have, you've benefited from? from human design from human design like the most the, like i know that's a rough question i'm like how do i phrase this question yeah. but is there anything like what's the biggest thing that you like the biggest takeaway well for me um, the, 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 the the thing that comes up right away is just the permission to be myself right because I mean, it's part of my design. I have a lot of I have a lot of individuality. Like I'm a freak. Like uh, that's 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 one of the keynotes. It's one of the keynotes for. I'm here to be, I'm here to be different. I do that. That's cool. Right? Yeah. 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 You big time are. Your your only definition is an individual circuitry. Right. So you're a big time freak as well. And uh, and freaks tend to get along. There's a lot of freaks in Sedona. And we're here to really empower people and show people a new way of doing things. But it can be so challenging, you know, when you grow up and then everyone's doing things a certain way. And, you know, and I have this deep knowing that some, this is not it. 
right? Yeah. And my response, you know, growing up was just depression. I was just closing down. Mm-hmm. I was just shutting off. You feel like you've known this for, you've known that. I wasn't super conscious of it, right? But looking back, I can see what the process I was going through of having such a, a different way of being and moving and doing in this life. And then feeling like, you know, as I would tar- start to take a step in that direction and then either receiving judgment or shame or just so much resistance or anything like that. And it, would, it just causes you to shut down eventually. And then, you know, not having, uh, you know, whatever circumstances you're in are not supportive of your growth or your environment, then it just creates this um, like disillusionment or disconnection. And so human design and my process with human design is when it was introduced to me, when it was introduced to me, I was just given tons of information for free, like thousands of dollars worth of the information. And it was just showed up right in front of me. Right. It was just given to me. And I was like, Oh, cool. Right. And my, you know, my nerd self, I love charts and math and all that stuff. I was like, whoa, this is interesting, right? So when I first got into it, I dove super deep into it. I consumed a ton of information um, and got a real sort of um, transformation or mutation that was happening in my body. Um, But then it kind of, I, I let it go because it was, almost like it was it was working too well if i look back that's kind of what it was it was like it was causing so much transformation right it was causing so much shifting in my physicality like my body is different than it was when i first started with human design like physically very physically like how the chemistry all works i can feel it right it's changed in a very fundamental way and um like if i look at my life now the biggest thing is just this um, acceptance of myself, of my uniqueness, and the elimination of resistance, maybe we'll say, where my life is, is, is flow. And that's not to say there's not challenge or all of the things that everyone else has faced, but there's been, it's just such a, uh, an inner solidarity or an inner peace. A relief. Yeah, when when... Because basically my experience is like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a video game where I was like, I have a heads up display. Like I walk around and I just see charts and numbers. Like someone says something <laughs> and I see the keynotes and I see the lines and the gate activations and the charts. Like that's just You're seeing the matrix. I've seen the matrix. And that happened like after, after I dove off head first into human design and then I let it go and I was just like living my life. I would just, it would just, it would just be there. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of like resist it. But then anytime I would like. I'm like, I really want to see this person's chart. <laughs> and that's how you, you know it, right? It's like, you know, my mind has this idea of like, no, I, that's not right for me. I don't need, I don't need all that. I don't need the external. Well, tool. you have to let it go to be able to, to see Bingo. its validation or, or its validity. Right. And for me, that's been a huge case because I discovered human design, let's see, probably, you know, four or five years ago. Right. And I was introduced to it. You know, I was doing a lot of self-study uh-huh. and just kind of delving into myself and what my strengths are and what, you know, what my design is. Uh-huh. And, and it blew me away uh-huh. because I have always been more of a guide, more of a teacher, mm-hmm. more of a, um, mm-hmm. just plugging into others and helping them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really, 
I know myself through the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that total that's like projector. You, that's like a literal projector. Yeah, that's a total. Keynote. Yeah, <laughs> that's a total projector keynote, and and it just made sense for me in my whole existence. And I was like, okay, this is a this is a trip. Like this whole system is a trip. Mm-hmm. So I delved into it pretty extensively, and and someone gave me the audiobooks of like Raw's first. Oh, cool. And I listened to it, and and. You know, so I had a I had a brief understanding, and then I completely let it go because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like let's see if this yeah. is like, you know, you have to let it go. And then I just started noticing the people around me, and I had done a bunch of people's like my best friend's charts sure. and stuff, you know, and and just to kind of understand. And I'm like, wow, okay, this actually like yeah. this actually is making sense yeah. to me. And with that information for myself, and it's all just coming full circle. Yeah. Well, and I, uh, sometimes people are triggered by the knowledge, and I was as well, of feeling like it's limiting, right? Or feeling like, and this is early on especially, I look at a chart, and I thought I knew that person, right? Which is it's just very judgmental, and it's a very, I mean, it's just control issues and everything, and, um, and a lot of fear stuff mm-hmm. and, and mental stuff. And that's kind of why I, I was letting it go. But once it's in you, it's in you, right? Yeah. Again, this is not mental. Like, when you're... When you have that, like if this is for you, this knowledge is for you to bring in, mm-hmm. like if you're naturally drawn toward it, if your body moves toward it yeah. and you naturally like are excited when someone brings it up, I'm sorry, you're trapped. <laughs> yeah. It's for, <laughs> you might well, as well surrender. Tool. It's a great tool. Yeah. You might as well and surrender. And it's not for everybody. It's but not. It's definitely not. If you're not. into learning about yourself and how you, you know, can really honor you, your yeah. unique individual self in this world yeah. and and um, just understand your potential right well and I mean we can keep it real simple right if it if, if us if you listen to this conversation right now if it brings tingles to your body right if it lights you up if you're interested in it get up Brad for a session <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean this is this is for you. It's worth exploring, and not not necessarily doing what I say or doing what someone who's in human design says, but following that tingle. Like if you are feeling the tingle, follow the tingle. That's a nice hashtag. Follow the tingle kind of situation. <laughs> Just check it out. Just go and look at your design. You know, have a session. Take it with a grain of salt. Go back and live your life. Exactly. Let it go. Forget it. Let it go. Forget it. Go back and live your life, and then you will. You know, your subconscious will have taken that in yeah. and you will see certain themes throughout your life. It'll it's just, it'll just allow, allow it to work on you. It will show you. itself. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things like, um, I'm friends with Kiara in town. She's an old school human design, uh, studied a lot with Ra himself. And then yeah. she'd mentioned that one time Ra would say like, you know, once you've learned your design, forget it, you know, just forget it. Right. Yeah. And he's the human design guy, right? He's like the guy. Um, but he had this gate of shock, you know, so he, he shocked people, right? And it's shocking to, for the person who's devoting his life to human design to tell you to forget your design. But that's the nature of how this works. You don't need to know your design, right? Once you get that initial, like, blast of like, oh, this is your strategy. This is your authority. This is how you're here to move in this life. This is how you know how to, this is how you can make correct decisions for you. Once you have that, you don't need anything else, right? Like you said, you can just go and live your life. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to know it. And it'll work. Um, 
you know, for me, I nerd out and I'm, I'm obviously designed to be doing human design in this sort of sharing context, right. And facilitating and assisting mostly what I, what I gravitate towards is the reason I was resisted it for so long. Um, I resisted being the human design guy for a long time, um, was because I didn't want to do, uh, I didn't really want to do like what I thought that meant. Right. Mm. Right. My, I, my mind made it fast mind made a prediction of like, what would it be? Oh, I'd just be doing birth chart readings and, or just like, um, I thought that I couldn't, I thought that it was mental. That's fundamentally what it is. Right. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a healer at heart. I'm a healer. Right. Yeah. And this is, this is offers us perfection of our, of our experience here on, on earth. And that's a bold thing to say, but that's what it is. Right. It's a process, right? Perfection is not easy, but this gives us a map, right? It gives us your unique map to your perfection. And for me, that just blows me away. And I love just being present with people and not only showing them human design, but doing the sort of counseling aspect of this as well, because it is challenging. You know, we do go through shit and it's like, wow, you have to let go of parental conditioning, societal conditioning, um, just habits, all this stuff, and, and step into and something. We're all totally trying to new. do that. We're all trying to do that, anyways. Exactly. You know? It's like <laughs> we're all trying to strip ourselves of the societal bullshit, the, uh-huh. the just the layers that have been thrown on us through uh-huh. school, through family, through you know whatever, anything that we've gone through. You uh-huh. know, it's just like a um, a slab of concrete that's been thrown on us, and we're trying to strip away. To our pureness, to mm-hmm. our, um, you know, it's like reduction. It's like an alchemy, reducing, reducing Into until we find core. that that, yeah, that, that core that gold yeah. mm-hmm. of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I, we're all trying to do that, anyways. Through human design, has helped me understand, and it almost brings like a relief or like an ease, of like oh. Because it's an experiment, right? And this is one of the things. It's not a belief system. You don't have to believe me. Like, try it out and feel it, it, right? But be careful. If you try it out too much, you won't be able... There's no turning back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like... you know, religion is like, uh, just, just, just believe me, you know, right. Don't, don't look too hard. But don't just look believe too hard. Me. Just believe what I say. Like, Oh, do whatever you want. It's just experience. Try it. Yeah. Try it out. Yeah. See if you feel it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you probably will have an experience. Yeah. And it's, it's wild with what starts happening when you really align with yourself and what's here for you. Right. Everything. Boom, boom, boom. Lines shows up. Alignment. Yeah. Big time. It's profound. It's fundamentally changed my life. So I know, let's get into the food mapping thing. Okay, cool. Um, so this is more of a specific type of reading yeah. for like nutrition based on human design. Well, and this is one of the big messages I'm here to share with people too, is that any, um, this is a, this is a framework for understanding reality, totality, right? And it's a, uh, it has deep implications, um, not only in sort of interesting psychological, like this is be my life sort of themes but also for the physical plane right like oh some people are really um you you know really do well with um (laughs) this is a fun one people don't often expect this like oh you're designed to digest in a high noise environment (laughs) if you if you put a boom box next to you while you're eating that's very healthy for you 
That's wow. one of the things to say to people. Like, that's not everyone, but that's some some people have that as part they of their design. The they need that. They need the extra stimulation. It, it works on the you know the acoustic systems and it works with the feeling sense. And it because you know when we think about nutrition um, and we think about uniqueness and consciousness, we're not just feeding a, a mechanical body to keep it moving, right? We're feeding the body the very specific food crystals, right? The crystalline information that's held within food that it needs to allow its uniqueness to express, right? That's what nutrition is really about. That's what these guidelines are about is that when you're in the right circumstances or conditions for your digestion, then you have the opportunity to absorb what is really relevant for you from food, and then your body can handle the rest and doesn't, you know, can discard what it doesn't need, mm. right? So this is not about like losing weight or like, yeah, f- what type of foods to eat. Yeah, well, like and I can use my intuition to like hone veganism. in on some things. Yeah, no, it's not a belief system. Again, yeah. it's not a set of rules to follow. And again, that's why it doesn't require um, like force or or effort, right? Because once yeah. you lock into this and you experiment with it, there's a point where it's like. Like, and I, I, it's this feeling, it's like, oh shit, now I'm, now I have to, now, now I have to eat it this way because it's so good, right? Because it's so good to be myself that when I stray from that by eating, you know, how I'm, or eating in a way that's stressful for my body, and I feel the dip in my consciousness, the lack of this, the dip in my awareness, I don't hear as, as deeply, I don't see as sharply, right? I don't sense or taste as specifically or as you know fully that happens with food with the change in the diet and um and then i miss out on what's really me so it's like okay well let me just honor that and it's worth it right when that becomes worth it when you become worth it when you become worth more than other people's comfort right when you become worth more um even your comfort, right? Or when you become worth more of other people's judgments or expectations, right? All of society, right? That's when you're really getting somewhere. That's enlightenment, right? When that's awakening. Yourself. When you're honoring yourself, that's true self-love. And it doesn't it doesn't look like a particular thing for any like it does, there's no generalizations here. It doesn't mean that you're like giving yourself a massage every day or whatever. It, it just means that you're honest about what works for you and what doesn't. And then you commit to honoring yourself. So um, it's a very profound way to get in touch with yourself. And food is one of these um, very, I mean, if you look at nature, right? Animals spend their days are just kind of looking for food, eating food, and kind of hanging out, right? And securing shelter, right? Being somewhere. And then having sex every once in a while to reproduce. <laughs> That's, I mean, and we're not that different from that. Like, that is yeah. still what's going on. There's just a lot of cool tools and fun toys that we play with as well. Um, so when we honor the importance and the sacredness and the value of, of how, um, how, how deeply your consciousness is impacted by food, that's when things really start to change. Because that's the first conditioning. And some people, yeah. 
I was, I was about to go on another rant there. No, 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 totally. <laughs> and then when I when I think of food, I think of information as well too, because food mm-hmm. is information, big time. Um, we are digesting it, you know, yeah. assimilating it, and then absorbing exactly whatever it is. So, would you say the same thing about Im- like? Is that a bold this is statement? one of the implications this is one of the implications to say that you know how you digest food should be the way that you digest information as well too that's that's some of the implications that we can start to play with now um, but it is an experiment it is an experiment exactly that's exactly what I was going to go after this is that you really I mean you still are honoring you know your body tingles like what what are you drawn into what's the what's your strategy and authority that's always a foundation like because sometimes that takes you out of the ideal digesting environment but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't eat right yeah i'm thinking about from my session yesterday it's like Mm -hmm. i i am i guess you could say i'm designed to eat more food right right Mm -hmm. and i am designed to perhaps eat more during the daytime Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i could outweigh um eating more food than, than like, okay, how would I say it? Like I'll, I'll eat it before I go to sleep to get, you know, my quantity of food right. rather than like sacrifice, you know, just eating during the day and right. not having that quantity of food. Right. And, and even that's not a rule either, right? There might be some instances because that feels better. Or, right. It'll just be in that yeah. moment. Your spleen will know you'll have it like, Oh, it's really, it's going to be healthy for me to eat right now. Yeah. It's not ideal, but this, uh, that's the right thing for me to so do. Strategy and authorities first. Cause it's not about, it's not about, um, f- adhering to the things that I say in a session, right? When I do, when we do a food mapping session, I'm not saying that you should go and listen to exactly what we found in that session. Again, once we do the session, you can forget it, right? Yeah. And it works, right? It's already in you, and it, it's fed. And your your authority, it's almost better if you forget it, because <laughs> yeah. then it's not a mental thing getting in the way of listening to the right thing in the moment. Because there could be moments where, for instance, maybe it's the healthier decision to uh, fast in the evening. Like even yeah. if you're like, it's just a, a circumstantial thing, and that's the thing. We don't give any rules to people or, or generalizations. It's really just trust yourself in the to make the right decision, and however you do that. And so this is just the pointing at you and how you do that, and yeah. then everything else can root into right. It's taking back your authority. It's bringing your authority inwards. That's why it's called inner authority. You're taking your power back through this process, through the process of making the right decisions. Yeah. Um, so food is one of the primary conditioning agents and it's one of the ways that you can really take your power back very, um, fully, like very fiercely if you commit to this kind of process, because you'll see right away that, I mean, depending on your level of honesty and sensitivity, how, how kind of specific your diet may be. Like the more that I get, get into my food practice, the more that it's like, I just need like, there's like one or two primary foods that my body is really wanting uh, in a day, right? Of course, I still eat a bunch of stuff just because it tastes good and it goes with it. Mm-hmm. It facilitates the digestion. But there's some things, you know, I find my food, my cognition is taste. So I, I'm really aware of taste and flavors are how I find my way to the foods that are right for me. Mm-hmm. So there are certain things that just taste so good, Right. And the things that taste like, oh my God, right? And I make sure, that's my priority to make sure I eat my fill of that, right? Within reason, right? Because it's not emotional for me anymore, or at least most of the time. <laughs> once you strip that away. Yeah, once you strip that away, then you're just feeding your consciousness. And that's what nutrition is all about. 
Um, so this is part of the, the pathway or the, the structure, the foundation of opening your awareness, your unique awareness. Foundation is strategy and authority, and then how you eat, and then your environment, and then we move into the thinking realm, and that's a little bit more subtle. I don't really work with people in that context unless they've really demonstrated to me that they're deep in, deep in the process. So let's get into, like, for I think that most people listening to this probably haven't heard of human design, or maybe they've heard okay, a little cool. bit. So for the people that have, you know, not heard of human design, where, uh, where would you start? Like, what... Well, and that's the thing. I think everyone should you start with a session or just going and looking up your. Birth? I think. I mean, check check. Uh, the, I think a session is a, you got to get a session at some point if yeah. this is here for you. Um, some people like me. I did a lot of research before I ever got a session. Yeah. Uh, and I think if that's presenting for you, then great. You know, follow follow your guidance. Follow follow the, your groove. Um, but sessions are great because you'll get a real personal download of the information. Oh, yeah. It'll be, it's one-on-one. You can spend hours and hours and hours of researching right. information, but you know, this person that's already taken all of this time to synthesize the information and embody it, and hopefully embody it. Exactly. So if you, and if you're, so that's another thing that's happening here too. It's like, um, if you're with someone who is like in themselves, who's activated, you'll feel it. Mm-hmm. Right. That was right. one of the, when I first got my reading, my first ever human design reading was from a guy named Randy Richmond. Here in Sedona, he's one of the old school guys as well. Yeah. And I remember, I remember that moment when you know he was referred to me by a friend of mine. I emailed him, and then he called me, and he's a projector as well. Um, and he called me, and I was like, "Oh, hello." And I said, oh, he's like, "Yeah, this is Randy." And I was like, "Yeah, this is Brad." And I was like so excited because it was human design. And I was like, because I was booking my reading, and he was like, "Oh, yeah. oh, Zach. Oh, that's a really interesting name. Uh, oh, yeah, where's that from?" And I was like, "What are you doing? Tell me, right?" But what he was doing, he's a projector, right? He needs to be invited. He was waiting to be invited into that conversation. Mm. Even though we had already, even though there was like, even though I had already, you know, set up this opportunity to speak with him, it just blew my mind. I really felt as like, I really felt like I need to invite him, right? Because yeah. he was just chilling on the phone. He was like, oh, yeah, that's a cool name. Where, where does that come from? Is that, is that Eastern European? Is that Czech? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's Czech. What's about the session? <laughs> um, but you see how that, mechan- how that mechanically works. Like mm-hmm. if he had just hopped on the phone, he's like, hey, I'm here about a reading. When do you want to go? And it would have been kind of shocking to me. Yeah. But this facilitates the flow of energy in a really smooth and exciting way, a dynamic way, entertaining way. Because when we get to the, the pinnacle of this whole system, what this is all pointing at is that we're here to be passengers in this life. We're not here to have control, right? We're here to be on the ride of it and to be entertained by it, right? And entertainment is dynamic, right? It's ups and downs. You can have a really sad movie, right? You can have a really scary movie. You can have a really fun movie, really fun, uh, you know, a really happy one. It's all entertainment. Life is though. a ride. It is. Um, so I don't remember how I got. Oh, readings, right? Yeah, but when you when you're with someone who really is correct, who isn't themselves, there's a transmission happening, right? That's mm-hmm. it through the body level. So yeah, you're talking about stuff with the mind, but there's a thing that happens with how, like the subtle energies of how that person's body is moving while they're talking to you, where their voice is coming from, how their physical centers work in their body. That's all impacting you. 
And so that's what's really nice. And this can all happen too via remote readings as well. So, I mean, uh, you know, time and space are, are very interesting things. Um, yeah, you don't have to be with someone physically. Right. You're, there's still a transmission happening. Um, but physical is nice if you can do an in-person reading because yeah. there is a, a real intimacy in that. Um, so I do, if you can, if you can book a reading, uh, if it's interesting to you, yeah, go for it. I, I totally think it's a good idea. And you do in-person readings and I do remote readings. I do in-person readings. Yeah. I do group work. Um, I'm, um, I, I have, I'm having more, um, people are always asking me, you know, for like basic information. So I've started creating some videos about just the basic information. So that'll be a nice resource too. If you're, you know, you're not quite sure yet, you're still feeling it out or you just don't know, you can go and, and there's plenty of stuff on YouTube. And if you Google around, um, but if you, if you resonate with my way of conveying the information, I'm, I'm bringing more of that, um, on my website here soon. Yeah. Beautiful brother. Yeah. Well, that was a amazing drop in session on human design you know you're very very knowledgeable on it well and my and body lights up right your that's body saying, lights up it's how you know it's yeah, right we that's could probably you know. talk about it for hours uh, yeah very much so <laughs> all, all my life for this this <laughs> it's fun yeah is there anything else that you want to maybe point people in a direction or i just want to point people towards backing on, on themselves you know um really trust mm-hmm. that if you're feeling something go for it um yeah to get in touch with that body feeling and that vibration and, and the way that your specific body talks to you, that's the greatest gift that there is. And that will carry you for the rest of your life into your life. Um, so that's that's the biggest thing right there. Yeah. That's a true healer right there. I know. You know this it's, is it. Pointing somebody back to themselves. I know. Because you know inside, you know, you always, yeah. it's always, it can, we can look outside for all this information, but it's all inside. Yeah. It's all within us. And, yeah. and the more we can tune into that every day. Right. I think and the, the more you can actually receive the information outside in a clear way, right? Rather yeah. than needing something from it or trying to, mm. right? Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're out. All right. Thank you.